Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight series. In this episode, we'll be covering chapters 15 and 16 of Twilight. Hello, Emily. Hi, Cam. It's been so long. Well, I know it hasn't been that long. It's been a week and a half, but it That's feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> so for context, Em was on vacation and my boyfriend was visiting. So we were separated for a time and it was terrible and horrible. It was truly. Even it was I'm sounding like I, d- I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually was. It was the worst period of my life, actually. Truly. Um, and yeah. I've been waiting for this day, especially since with the last <laughs> recording, what we left off at and what I knew was coming. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't wait to talk about these chapters. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, so while we were both away doing things, we both got back into Animal Crossing. <laughs> It's the twin um, vibes. Like we, yeah. we just do the same things. We think the same things. It's fine. Yeah, I um got into the Nukazan Discord and I've been like <laughs> scouring for turnips. So I feel weird being in this like late stage capitalism vibe in a video game. I know, but right? at the same time it's like kind of fun. So Yeah, it's really crazy um, when you think about Animal Crossing and like the black market shit, like this stuff goes for like a million bells and you're like, I've got to get on the stock market so I can make, you know, my billionaire, billionaire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm back in it, baby. I'm addicted again. Yeah. I, I, know. I played it all this morning. Oh my God. I actually, <laughs> this afternoon I um, had people visiting cause I time travel. So I'm in next Sunday and I was in Sunday morning and I had a really good, uh, turnip price for buying so i had people pay me nook mile tickets to come get them what are you kidding me you you can do that i only asked for one no i know you can do that i just think it's crazy that people would pay nook miles tickets just to go buy turnips for like 10 bells less on another island like that's crazy i don't get it but whatever i made like 40 nook mile tickets so well yeah if when when the revolution happens in animal crossing you will have to eat me because i'm so fucking rich right now (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, this is not an animal crossing podcast (laughs) sadly god yeah coming soon (laughs) Uh, we recreate twilight in animal crossing oh god (laughs) i don't even know how you do that basically the same thing okay anyway it is okay back to twilight (laughs) Uh, what are we on? Chapter 15. Chapter 15. Yeah. The Cullens. The Cullens. So, okay. Uh, we last left off. Uh, Edward slept over. Yes. And she wakes up and she's so excited that he stayed over the night that she jumps into (laughs) his lap. And I was like, fuck, it's cute. (laughs) (laughs) It was very cute. I uh, also enjoyed him saying that her hair looks like a haystack because that is the hugest mood of sleeping on wet hair. I'm someone who has like uh, wavy to curly hair, mm-hmm. and so I cannot shower at night because if I sleep on it, I, it's just ridiculous. It's sticking up in seven different places. So I think I'm going to describe it as a haystack from now on because that's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah, it was a cute moment, and I was like, all right, this reminds me of like why I think they're cute amongst all of the other weird shit going on between them <laughs> um and then she uh 
says that she needs another human minute, which is what she's basically calling whatever she feels like she needs to, like, you know, refresh herself, do some basic cleanliness, hygiene stuff. It's like, oh, I need a Wait. human minute. Okay, hold on. Do vampires not shower? That's literally what I was about to say. My note says, do vampires okay. <laughs> do vampires not need to brush their teeth? <laughs> Ew, oh my god, brush, please brush your teeth, Edward, please. That's literally what that I was would... wondering right now, because she keeps calling it, oh, I need a human minute. Like, let me be human for a second. And it's like, wait, is this implying that vampires don't shower or brush their teeth or, like, wash their face? You cannot tell me that a vampire can drink the blood of an entire bear and not need a quick freshen up. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're so right. Because, like, so in my mind, I immediately, because I'm a scientist and a nerd, um, I went, oh, well you know, they're frozen or whatever, like, described as rocks. So I guess, like, as, when it comes to, like, I guess, like, taking care of your skin, I'm like, well, bacteria can't probably live on their skin, so I guess they don't need to worry about, like, washing their face and shit, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, just biologically, sure, let's say that's a thing. But I'm like, I think just traces of blood in your mouth is <laughs> I don't know, you don't want to have some, like, mint refreshing toothpaste yeah, I'm going to say, uh, please brush your teeth. <laughs> if there are any vampires listening, please brush your teeth. And if you're not um, a vampire listening and you're just a human, also brush your teeth. Oh, God, please brush your teeth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but so okay. I guess, like, they potentially do, like, brush their teeth and shower or whatever because then she notices that he's already changed his clothes sometime in the night. Like, he's wearing different clothes from before. So I'm like, I guess mm-hmm. in theory, he could have already gone back home and showered, brushed his teeth, and changed, and then come back. And that's why he's like, I'm good right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, true. Still. True. Um, the, the fact that she keeps calling a human minute really makes me question, <laughs> like, is this, the, is this what, what the line is for humanity, is brushing your teeth? I don't um, know. <laughs> a low bar. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, I want to mention that Charlie is a ridiculously controlling dad because he had detached her battery cables from her truck overnight to make sure she didn't leave. Did yeah. you catch that? I, I, yeah, actually, you know what? I skimmed over it because I was like, yeah, ha, 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 because that's where, like, he was worried that she was going to try and sneak out. But, um, yeah, like, that's a good point. He didn't just, like, check on her in the night as, like, I mean, he did do that, but he didn't leave it at that. He literally was like, mm, I'm going to put whatever stuff I can to this by literally disabling her truck from working. Yeah, that's that's so wild. I cannot imagine that happening to me. Like, can you imagine if, like, if no. it's your car. It's not Charlie's car. Yeah. If it's Charlie's car. Uh-huh. That's slightly more understandable because, like, you didn't pay for this. You don't have the insurance for this, blah, blah, blah. It's my car. Yeah, like, my you property, don't, you blah, don't get blah. to take it to sneak out, like, on your little, like, whatever parties. Like, it's my car, so... You know, like, I get that. His property. But. But. <laughs> it's not his property. No. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so, like, I get that it's supposed to just be like, oh, haha, like, he's a concerned dad. But if you, like, read into it for more than two seconds, it's like, this is really concerning how controlling he is. And it also adds into that stereotype of, like, as we were talking, I think, a few episodes ago about the father needing to be controlling of the daughter and not wanting her to date or not like blah, 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 blah. It's just like, I don't know. It's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
I guess all I can say is all cops are bastards. That's uh, that's fair. That's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right, moving on. Oh, um, he talks about hearing her talk in her sleep, and he's saying like, "Oh, he left when she was deep asleep because the talking already came earlier, so he like, <clears throat> didn't miss the show." And she asks what he hears, and he says, "You said you loved me." Okay. You've been dating for one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's unpack this. I remember <laughs> when I was a teenager reading this and just swooning at the whole romanticism of it all. Like, they're so in love. She's even dreaming about him and, like, talking in her sleep about how she loves him. Like, epitome of romantics right here. And now I'm like, they've been on... A, a date and a half half if we're counting the mushroom <laughs> ravioli date um <laughs> one for their meadow date which was literally the day before and they've known each other for a couple of months right in total so crazy but i'm gonna flip the switch for a second teenagers do be like that okay mm. yes but no I was 17 recently, <laughs> um, like three years ago, something like that. Sure. Time is nothing. But like, I don't know. I had my first serious boyfriend when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 17. And I-, I was definitely more worried about saying it too early. Like, I was definitely more like, oh, I don't want to, like, even if I feel like I love this person, I don't want to say it too early. It's so, like, I waited, like, probably longer than I felt in my heart <laughs> to say that I loved them. Mm. And even that was probably too early because I was a teenager and teenagers, like, just feel emotions extremely strongly, which is fine. But, like, can you imagine? I If if that boyfriend said that he loved me after, like, a date, I don't know if I would keep seeing that person. <laughs> I don't know. I like, so I'm going to blow your mind right now. Oh, God. I was 17. <gasps> two weeks. No. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for roasting you, but also, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just sitting here laughing because I'm like, I mean, it happens because I did it. And he said it back. And it was just like, oh, like, we're young. We're in love. And it's like, you just get so caught up in that that you're just like, oh my god, the euphoria, like, I'm in love right now, and yeah, so I find it believable. Okay. You know what, because you exposed yourself, I'm just gonna agree with you now, because like, I can't beat that. Yeah, you're right. I'm not saying it's a good thing, I'm just saying it happens. I'm just, I'm just really proud of you, that's very brave of you to say. <laughs> okay, wait, I can't even move on yet, because she says I love you out loud, and then he says, you are my life now. That's, that's uh, what I draw the line of too far. That's too that's far. Fair. Love is an emotion that it can be felt by many people at different times of your life. It can be felt between friends. It can be familial. Like, whatever. You are my life now is such a commitment. I know. I'm, that's where I'm going. What the hell? Yeah, because also, like... He has a family mm-hmm. that he has been with for decades. Yeah. That he cares a lot about. Mm-hmm. I cannot, like, and by by saying that Bella is now his life, he's implying that he would forfeit all of those other relations for I know. her. 
Which is like, dude. He's just like, I would cut all strings and all ties to everybody. You are my life now. This girl that I've known for two months and potentially could still kill it any minute. (laughs) Yay. Mm, True romance. So they go down for breakfast and... Oh, this is so funny to me. Where she asks what's her breakfast and he's like, uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, And she just makes cereal. It's so funny because this is funny to me because she's like, I fed for myself pretty well. Watch me hunt. And she's like, ah, ha, ha. Look at me. I'm a human. I cook. And then she just gets a Mm -hmm. bowl of cereal. Yeah. Which is, I would say, the simplest meal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the people have been pouring bowls of cereal for themselves since they were like six years old, Bella. This is not a way to be impressive. (laughs) I know. Could she have at least like made an egg? Like one egg? Scrambled eggs are the easiest thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely expected that she would be like, oh, like, watch me cook. Like, because cooking is kind of, like, her thing. Like, she feels confident about it. And then instead she's like, I'm just going to pour some cereal. And I'm like, this was your moment. (laughs) (laughs) Although, to be fair, I mean, cooking won't really impress him because he can't really eat it. No, that's true. (laughs) I I was about to retract that and be like, but then again, like, she's just trying to make something for herself so she can eat quickly and get on with the day. So it's not fun to make, like, bacon and eggs if you're just making them for yourself quickly and you want to get yeah. your shit over with, but I wonder what kind of cereal she eats. Sorry, that's <laughs> totally not relevant. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Uh, uh, tweet at us what you think Bella eats and why. Thank you, <laughs> Nathan. I'm talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so he uh, proposes uh, uh, an agenda for the day: meet his family. And she's afraid, not because that they are vampires, but because she's afraid they won't like her, which is a mood. That's a vibe. <laughs> it's, it is. Did you notice yeah. that um, he says that they were, took bets yesterday? Yes. Because, like, bets on whether or not he would kill her. Yep. <laughs> which is... That's so like, dark. It's... It's so dark, but it's also, like, if you think about it in the context of them... All being vampires being, and living forever really, and have nothing better really to do. It's really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. It's like, what are they going to use? Like, what are they betting? Like, yeah. what kind of money do they have and what are they spending it on? Like, <laughs> More houses around the world in, like, the yeah, cloudiest probably. parts of, you know, the, the human world. <laughs> Replacing yet another set of walls with windows. <laughs> Do you think they have enough? We'll find out. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Cullens and their their interior design choices. Yes. Uh, more let's on that later. Get toward that soon. <laughs> oh yeah. So she asks if Alice saw her coming because she knows now that Alice can sort of see into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edward is very he's like avoiding the topic. He says something like that, and he turns away, and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he changes the subject to talk about how gross the cereal is. <laughs> um, so I'm just, that sounds like some fun foreshadowing of, because, of, like, Bella's coming is mm-hmm. something important to the Cullens and to Forks in general or something like that. Well, of course. Um, how else would she be the main character otherwise? That's true. And also <laughs> because we haven't even gotten to any plot yet. I know. <laughs> We I, are, I, I want something to happen. We are mm. uh, about two-thirds through the book now, <laughs> and we're still waiting for that plot. I know. I'm waiting. It's going to happen. I believe in it. Uh, oh, Ugh. Edward says that um, 
she should introduce him to Charlie as her boyfriend. And she's like, I, what? Why do you want to do that? Like, it's not really necessary. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she says, you don't have to pretend for me. And I'm like, but you've just confessed your love to each other. What about that would be pretending? I know. He's like, you're my life. And she's like, ah, yeah, but tell me the truth. <laughs> it's like, what? I I get being insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, in a, like. Yeah, like, it's when you her start first relationship. Who, right. And like. And it's with a I vampire. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Who's like ethereally beautiful. And so I could totally get being sort of insecure about that. But come on, <laughs> come on. This sort of is in the same vein of her being like, you wished you had killed me. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> which like, what are you talking a, like, about? Like 10 chapters ago. It's like, come on. Like, sure, maybe you can think those things in like anger or in a moment of insecurity, but maybe don't say it out loud to that person. Yeah. Not the it move. just, I don't know. It really, yeah, it brings down the mood a lot. Um, but then she, he says, like, are you going to tell Charlie that I'm your boyfriend? Uh, dropping the boyfriend word now and she goes is that what you are and you know he jokes about how like oh it's a loose interpretation of the word boy because (laughs) he's a vampire he's like 100 years old but she says that she's under the impression that he's something more than a boyfriend and i'm like girl what find (laughs) your chill or was it like i don't i don't even know or was she talking about more than boy or more than boyfriend i don't get it oh maybe i'm now reading into it no maybe you're right because he's saying it's a loose interpretation of the word boy maybe she's saying i was under the impression of you're more than just a boy um because he's because oh yeah because then he says like i don't know if we need to give him all the gory details um so maybe that's what she's referring to i don't know maybe i was like who knows i was like more than a boyfriend what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) like you're not engaged calm down (laughs) and then he says as long as you want me and she says i'll always want you forever goodness i this is a lot happening with their pledging to each other for their entire lives after a single date yes because and then she like asks if it makes him sad and i think she's implying that like she will grow old and he will be forever, mm-hmm. which is another issue. <laughs> yeah. It's an issue that they weirdly haven't... I mean, well, I guess just now they're confessing their love and their feelings for each other and wanting to be the, together forever. But it's weird that it hasn't come up yet. The whole, like, can, how did they be in a relationship together when she's aging and he's not? I don't know. Right. It's weird that it, it is... hasn't been brought up yet, considering all the questions that she asked him about, like, being a vampire before. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're sort of... It's like that thing, okay, again, I'm going to equate this to my high school boyfriend. You know when you're, like, you're dating some, okay, so, like, when you're dating someone and you, like, know you're going to go away for college or something, Mm. and you know it's going to happen. Both of you know. But but you don't want to talk about it. You don't talk about it. Because you're just living in the moment of, like, I'm enjoying myself right now, so let's not think about it. Exactly. You know what? You're right. You're so right. I, I think that's what it is, is that. There's like, and definitely an undercurrent of that here where he's not answering because it's like, this is something that they haven't talked about yet. Yeah, and it's a totally similar thing to, like, the college thing because, like, you, like, hint at where you're going to college and, like, mm. you're all these things and, like, it's brought up and it's sort of awkward and you're just like, aha, uh-huh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this seems like a very similar thing where it's just, like, 
both of them know it's going to happen. It's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. But they're just definitely not going to talk about it because they're happier now. And it's not going to be relevant for, you know, a number of months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or years even. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's chill. Everything's chill. It's good. It's cool. We're good. I guess. Yeah. No, guess. you're right. Um, so then she is concerned about what to wear. Like, oh, my God, how do I impress my vampire boyfriend's vampire parents? Uh, um, and she picks the worst option. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. She, mm, she picks a long khaki colored skirt and a dark blue blouse. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> Is this, like, is this a 2005 thing? I was basically a fetus at this point. Was this fashion in 2005, or is this just terrible? I was 12. I was still wearing fucking butterfly shirts and, and <laughs> je- jeans. I don't know. I cannot. Like, I, I a can't long tell you. khaki skirt? Like, not even a mini skirt? Yeah. Like, how long is long? Is it, like, past her knees? Because that's terrible. I don't that's know. That's a crime. Like, it's criminal. If you say long, I feel like it means past your knees, but at the That's same time, I'm, I'm like, too. ew. <laughs> like, if <laughs> just... it was knee length, I'm okay with it. But once you go past, I'm like, are you, we're entering, like, I don't know, librarian territory. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like librarian stereotype something something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... But, you know, I get the dark blue blouse because he complimented that mm-hmm. one. So that makes That's sense. That's a good choice. I'm just, I'm really questioning the skirt. Mm -hmm. Um, So Edward Uh. thinks she's super, super hot, (laughs) which again, I'm like, (laughs) with the long skirt, okay. I know, it's so, it's so, he's like, you are utterly decent. No one should look so tempting. And it's like, dude. Why are we getting so, like, confused about this? This is a Mormon writer. Of course this is, oh my God. That's so, that's so dumb. (laughs) She should know better. She's Mormon. Mormon. That's what, that's, like, Mormons are modest. They dress modestly. So is a long khaki skirt immodest? No, it, it, it's not immodest. It's like, oh, you look hot, but, like, at the same time, you're not being, like, tempting, overly sexy, like, you know, sinning, I guess. Sure. But, like, if, if you're a Mormon, and you're writing someone who's not a Mormon, you should think about that, you know? Well, like, if I, she had established that Bella was Mormon for whatever reason, sure. maybe it would be different. However, I'm st- I am I see where it's coming from now, but I still hate it, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, like, just an ongoing discussion that any author should have with their work is how much of their own upbringing and bias is being brought into the way you write things, you know? Totally. <clears throat> J.K. Rowling. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> spicy, spicy. Uh, Tolkien and making everything a uh, allegory to World War One. Anyway, yeah. So, God, okay, this part. So he is saying that she's tempting, and so he like reaches down, like very gets very close. His breath is across her skin, and he slowly touches his lips to hers, and she collapses. Bella, why so are you so written. dramatic? <laughs> I I made a note specifically because what happened here when I read this, I wrote, I'm actually laughing out loud in disbelief. I am burst into laughter when I read this line. <laughs> I, I cannot take it seriously. I don't I cannot, care. I can't believe it's serious. Like, I, it's so... I don't care how hot and irresistible and, like, vampire magic he is. The fact that she 
fainted because he kissed her. It wasn't like they had a deep, passionate kiss either. It was his lips touched hers um, very carefully, parting their lips slightly, and then she collapsed. And then she's saying, you made me faint. She, like, accused dizzily. I I have no words. <laughs> this is so bad. It's, it's so bad. It's such a terrible, just terrible moment of writing and of plot. I hate it. So, ah, uh, God, yeah, I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, this is it for me. I hate this. I hate this piece of writing. It's stupid. Nope. Like, I, it doesn't matter how hot someone is. Like, the idea that after one, like, lips touching and you're going, oh, my God, I fainted. Also, because if you're looking for, like sexual tension and stuff collapsing is not good for that like no you could have them kiss once and then it's like you know electricity running between them and yeah. they like pull away and it's like ah <laughs> like making her just faint and him being like are you good like that's that's nothing <laughs> no it's this weird like damsel in distress kind of thing that i feel like she's going for where it's like oh my god bella like she's so like you know, she swooned so hard that she literally fainted and, like, he held her up. And I'm like, no, nah, this isn't cute. This is not no, fun. This not. is not attractive. This is just weird. Also, we already did that in a more genuine way with the blood typing. Like, that mm-hmm. was a more, like, she's afraid of blood, so he helps her. That's a more, like, it yeah. makes a little more sense. And we both Here enjoyed that moment. Them. Like, when it was yeah. done with the blood typing, it was done well. It was entertaining. It was funny. Like, it was a bit swoon-worthy because, like, he picks her up. But, like, this is just, like, she fainted because they kissed. And here's Ma- the other thing, okay, too. Imagine being that hot, though. I, you know? I can't. I really can't. But, you know, a girl can dream. dream like, <laughs> in my heart of hearts. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But I, anyway. the other thing I have, like, just as, like, an issue with this stupid scene is, so we compared it to the blood taping, which is when we get, like, the great, like, fainting, like, he's there to rescue her trope. But if we want, uh, like, kissing and intense, like, immediate sexual tension we also already got that really well when they kiss for the first time and she like immediately jumps him like she's all over him trying to make out with him like that Mm -hmm. was also a more genuine moment where like as soon as they kiss she's like oh fuck i want to like rip your clothes off like (laughs) girl get it (laughs) but this is weird (laughs) i just uh, i don't know she says i think i forgot to breathe and i'm like even if you forgot to breathe this with the lips touching thing was what a second a second long? I know. Also, can't... Uh, even if she's gonna get dizzy and she's gonna forget to breathe, etc., etc., can she, like, at least just fall into him? That's way better. Yeah. Like, she falls into him and then... Like, not even falling, but she, like... Le- like, you know when you're, like, kissing someone, you get yeah. really, and you, like, kind of lean forward and you, like, lose your bounce a little bit? Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. would be cute. Yeah. That would be so cute. Like, she's leaning in she's so into it. And mm. that would be, like... And it, you can sort of still get that, like... She loses her balance and you have to catch her a little bit. Yeah. Kind of cute. And she's like, ah, ha, you know, I lost my balance. Ah, I'm quirky. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Like, you could totally get that and still have a similar idea instead of having her just collapse Mm. and him being like, are you dead? (laughs) (laughs) Did I just kill you? What just happened here? Uh, Yeah, so. So we just thought of two or three different ways it could have been better. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, take notes. (laughs) We're sun is coming way out better writers. Think about it. Um, actually, it probably will have already come out by the time this comes out, right? Midnight Sun will have already. Come uh, out. Oh yeah, because it comes out August fourth, which is already in like 
what, four weeks, I guess. Um, Not even. I think it's like three. Yeah, I'm just ballparking Today's, today's July 12th. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Time is nothing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Three weeks. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I think this is already, what, episode eight, so... Yeah, counting. Yeah. Mm. yeah, this won't be out yet. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then... she can never profit off, off of our great ideas. <laughs> Too bad, <laughs> so sad. Good. Yeah, imagine her, like, making edits, like, the week before it comes out. <laughs> like, Fuck, these people on a podcast with four listeners said this, so I have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> we think very highly of ourselves. <laughs> Maybe I do, and I think that's okay. <laughs> okay, Gryffindor. Uh... Hey, yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Slytherin. Okay, moving on. <laughs> they are driving, and she's, like, actually realized that she doesn't even know where they live. Um, right. Which I guess is, like, a thing of when, like, it's a small town, um, and everybody knows where everybody is. And she's like, oh, I actually have no idea where the Cullen house is. And it's like, <laughs> ooh, mysterious vampire house. Where is it? Um, they basically go through the woods into like barely a road which is apparently a driveway <laughs> um, okay but this is totally a thing though. oh yeah it is like i've totally seen this oh yeah like but i'm not complaining kind of, of it i'm just saying it's it's very like oh of course this is the vampire's like yes. house is like this super reclusive off the road um hidden house among, among the woods um and it's what does she describe it as like uh it was the house timeless, graceful, probably a hundred years old, painted a soft white, three stories tall, rectangular, and well proportioned? I don't even know <laughs> what that means. Yeah, I don't know what well proportioned is. She trying to say it's just means. a big house, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. She also she also mentions in the paragraph before that six primordial cedars shaded an entire acre with their vast sweep of branches, six trees covered an in acre. acre? An acre. A huh. football field is 1.32 acres. I looked this up because I was mad about it. <laughs> oh my god, again, so like, with, she can't do math. She doesn't understand she math. And it's annoying, too, because I notice it and I get mad about it, but I still can't do math, so I can't even solve it right. <laughs> like, but I'm just like, I know this is wrong and I know it's dumb, but I can't explain why. But anyway, so, like, yeah, I mean, would if need I to cover almost an field, entire football field. Yeah, if I picture a football field and picture six big... I mean, they'd have to be huge fucking trees. I know. And it's like, oh, so convenient that these six giant cedars that are primordial, it says. Which means just they've been there for all together. years. Yeah. 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 Like, sure. I guess. Whatever. Like, she just wanted Extremely to make convenient. a statement. Like, it's whatever. She's not a good it's writer. Fine, we but accept it's not, this. You know. <laughs> um, and also, it's kind of funny. I don't know if she's... I don't know what she's implying mm. when she says it's probably a hundred years old. It seems like she thinks it's really, that means it's really old. And me being from like New England, which has some kind of old houses there. I'm just like, this is not, a hundred years is not that old. Are you okay? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I guess like in modern days, like the 2000s, I feel like it's pretty uncommon that people do live in really old houses. Like, I guess it depends on where you are, but like, it's, yeah, I would say it's fairly uncommon to like actually have a house that's a hundred years old and like is in like good condition and has been 
kept up or whatever and not just like you know torn down to make way for new subdivisions yes okay true and how do they have a hundred year old house but one entire side is windows they must have remodeled that they couldn't have done that they for sure they for sure remodeled it (laughs) so then would it look a hundred years old Probably not. Okay, whatever. I'm confused. But the My windows... house is 250 years old, so, like, I don't think this is old at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is baby shit. Like, That's true. That's fair. So, they go inside. And... Okay, hold on. I just remembered something what? that adds to how bad the outfit is. She has her hair in, like, a low ponytail, I think. Uh-huh, yep. That, I just needed to mention that. Maybe it's not a low ponytail. If it's high ponytail, it's a little bit better. If it's if it's a low ponytail, it's I'm I'm truly upset. <laughs> I'm I can say with complete confidence, it's a low ponytail. Like there's I'm not upset. a doubt in my mind that it, it's a whole it's it's a, a low pony. Like no way. Um, I expect too much of this book. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because I'm thinking back and how like we got like the eye candy of like Edward in a turtleneck and like Edward in a white shirt, but everything Bella wears is terrible. <laughs> it is, and I'm just like, this is not relatable. I dress okay. She dresses bad. I can't relate to this main character. It's ruining ruining my experience. <laughs> uh, so yes, they go okay. inside, um, and. She comments that, so this is what I mean about they definitely renovated because she says it must have originally been several rooms, but the walls had been removed from most of the first floor mm-hmm. to create, like, you know, open concept living area. And the south facing wall had been entirely replaced with glass. So that's a look. It sounds really pretty. And if the house is different or not shown in the movie, I will riot because. I want to see it realized. If it's not in the movie, don't say words. If it's not in the movie, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to I'm going to lose it, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying I anything. I need to see this. I need to see these really cool this really cool house and all these windows, whatever. Anyway, ugh. well, uh waiting to greet them <laughs> standing just to the left of the door, how staged <laughs> on a raised portion of the floor by the it's like, grand we are on piano. A stage. <laughs> Where Edward's parents, and really it's parents such is a... such a loose term here, his parents. They, I know. That's very loose here. Uh, it's also, it's so funny, because this is so nuclear family of them. Oh, yeah. It's like, because they're standing by the door mm-hmm. on a raised platform. They're mm-hmm. like not even talking. They're just standing there next <sighs> to their grand piano, and they're wearing light casual colors and like outfits and it's just like oh this is this they're is... trying so hard to be humans right now <laughs> yeah this is like your upper middle class i mean upper class probably more likely mm-hmm. you know white american dream household is what they're portraying <laughs> yeah it's like look look at us we're normal <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me oh my god okay listen this just reminded me it reminds me of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, when they're oh. rehearsing for the um, <laughs> Uncle Vernon's, like, uh, partners, to, like, to come, the client to come in, and they're all yes. like, I will be waiting by the door to take his coat, and I will be in the kitchen to welcome them into our home, and it's just, it's that staging that I'm like, oh my god, they're literally doing the thing. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my goodness. And Rosalie is like, I'll be in my bedroom, making no noise and pretending that I don't exist. <laughs> Yeah, really, really. Uh, it all comes full circle back to Harry it Potter. Really 
Um, yes. So they describe Esme for the first time. Is that his surname? Yep. Okay. And uh, you can tell she's the mother figure because she's less angular and more rounded than <gasps> everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> She's soft. It's like, oh, okay, soft features, therefore mom. Like, I get it. <laughs> Ugh. It's like, great, she's got to have those birthing hips, thank goodness. <laughs> it's like, okay. But it's weird. It's like, she's still small and slender, don't forget. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I guess it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, like, she has, like, the cute, like, round face shape and everything, but, like, she's just very tiny overall. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's just, it, it, the stereotyping is so obvious. It's just yeah. like, come on. Really? Of yeah, course like, you have to mention that the she, mom is more that round. she looks motherly in some way. Yes. Um, Bella says, it's nice to see you again, Dr. Carla. And he says, please call me Carlisle. No, thank you very much. Your name is Daddy Carl. <laughs> yes, Daddy Carl upgrades, upgrades people. <laughs> uh, yes, so I really wish she had come back at him with, okay, Carl. Like, I would have lost it. That would have been my Can you imagine? Life. <laughs> what would he do? He might kill her right then and there. Oh my god. Break his like 200, 300. I don't know how like, well, I forgot how old he is. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like however long he hasn't. <clears throat> you know, Esme's humans. reply here is so odd to me too. Like, just like the wording of it. Because she shakes hands with Esme and Esme says, It's very nice to know you. I don't know. It's like, like, it's so weird. Is that like a dated thing? Is that like, you know, if. People in, I don't know, 1930s, I don't know when Esme is from, um, <laughs> greeted each other as, oh, very nice to know you. <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah, sounds weird. I don't know. Oh, and it's she very, says it, it was like weird. meeting a fairy tale, Snow White in the flesh. Okay, so she's Snow White vibes. Which, again, is just funny because Snow White, Snow White is, is like the a motherly, mother to all the yep. dwarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, ah, it's all, it's all the it's same. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's all coming together. Alice and Jasper come in. Uh, Alice shouts, Hey, Edward, runs down the stairs at vampire speed, stops in front of Bella, and then kisses her cheek. (laughs) And I'm like, Alice, you're my favorite. It's so funny. She just does not give a fuck. And Carl and Esme are just like, Oh, Uh, we were trying to pretend we're normal. What did you just do? We were... We were doing so well with this nuclear family shit. Yeah. And now what a- you've brought Dobby into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's cake everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and then Alice continues being a fucking weirdo and says, you do smell nice. I never noticed before. <laughs> She's so great. I love her. I aspire to be like her. She's goals. Just like... Yeah, this is really funny, because it's clearly, she's clearly being cheeky and doing it on purpose, but it's that level of, she can't really tell, like, mm-hmm. is she just oblivious, and she's being sincere, and, like, not yeah. realizing it, or is she, like, messing with me? It's, uh, I don't know if I could stand her, though, because I've met people like that, and they're, like, insufferable, because I'm like, I know you're fucking with me, but it almost seems genuine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Still, we love but her. But it's hilarious for, for plot purposes. It's yep. great. <laughs> Uh, Jasper is there, he keeps his distance, um, but he's doing his magic vampire power and making Bella feel very comfortable, uh, with his controlling emotions thingy, and she's just as high, and then she's like, you have a very beautiful home, she added conventionally, (laughs) because, never forget, mm -hmm. this is our, our nuclear family lifestyle. 
Yep. Just had to make sure that was mentioned. Um, oh my god. And then, Stephanie found me. Found my spot. <laughs> Listen. Because Edward plays mm. the piano. Mm-hmm. I'm a music major. I like classical music. And Edward's a classical pianist. <laughs> yep. And, um... I have feelings. Anyway, <laughs> I'm mad about this because I was just like, the moment I found out he was a musician, I was like, oh, uh-huh. really? <laughs> Finally got you. Team Edward, yeah. welcome to the game. <laughs> Woo! I was really excited about it. Yeah, and no, I it's, also, it's really good. Yes. It's just perfect. It makes perfect sense, like a vampire being mm-hmm. um, artistic. I feel like that like sort of goes with their whole stereotype. And then Carlisle later we find out is an artist so like it, it makes sense yeah I, like you have to have some sort of of hobby because you're alive forever you don't sleep um and I think the arts is one of those things that like you know a lot of people if they didn't have to work 40 hours a week 60 hours a week mm-hmm. would rather spend more of their time dedicated to a, a creative pursuit so this makes total sense um, where's the where's my vampire novel about a rebellious teen who wants to be an accountant? <laughs> Can I have that? <laughs> Can uh, someone give me that? <laughs> my parents are both accountants, and I can confirm nobody wants to be an accountant. It's fair. <laughs> Flip it on its head, people. I want this novel stat. Um, oh, the great part yes. too is that when Bella's asking, like, "Oh, who who plays the piano?" and they're like, "Well." Edward does of course he didn't tell you that and she goes I should have known because Edward can do everything right <laughs> and Jasper snickers and Esme's like Edward it's rude to Stop. show off <laughs> <laughs> which in that moment I was like hmm maybe she is kind of a mom yes 100% <laughs> so uh he plays for her so first and he's playing original pieces love a composer even better. Yep, he plays one that's he says is Esme's favorite, and then he starts playing a different piece, and he says that she inspired this one, um, mm-hmm. she being Bella, um, and she recognizes it as the lullaby that she's heard him humming before, which is very cute. Yeah, I think this is adorable. I know. Don't you <sighs> wish someone would write you a freaking lullaby? I hope someone has written me a lullaby. Oh my god. <laughs> I I have yeah, someone has written me a oh lullaby. Oh my god, Cam. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Totally. Uh. <laughs> and this um, this uh is not like a disgust. It's oh my god, your life. <laughs> your life. <laughs> it was great for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was cute. But so yeah, I'm just like Yeah. This is everything. And it was really it was like if it did feel very, very special. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I totally, it totally makes sense. <laughs> uh, so she looks around and realizes that everybody has left. Um, and, you know, they're giving, you know, Edward and Bella some privacy. And she's like, well, they all like me, but obviously Rosalie and Emmett. <laughs> and he's like, mm, I don't know, don't worry about Rosalie, like. And she's like, okay, so what about Emmett? So he thinks he's a lunatic. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. He doesn't have a problem with Bella. Yeah, but it's... it's interesting here because he says the reason that Rosalie is so upset around Bella 
is because she struggles with the most with being a vampire, so it's hard to have someone on the outside who, like, knows the truth, and she's jealous of Bella. <laughs> Which... I think this is so good. I think this is a very good, like, thing to have happen. Like, she's jealous of Bella being a human. Like, she wants to be a human, too. She wants to be able to age and eat food and do all the normal things that humans can do. It's totally that that thing that you see sometimes where it's like the oh, I wish I could just be normal and I'm cursed with this like yeah it's a it's a strength and it's also a terrible weakness and something I hate yeah so I, I really really like that yeah I'm glad they they do um, have you know at least someone to represent that side of like hey you know I got turned into a vampire um, <clears throat> probably you know against my will because you know Carlisle only changes people who are dying or about to die <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I, I resent it. I didn't want this, and I still don't want it. Um, but I've learned to live with it. It's kind of, you know, her, yeah. her lot in life here. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, it's a nice um, juxtaposition with Bella, who I think is, like, I, like, doesn't really give a shit about her human life. <laughs> if we look at everything that she uh, feels and thinks, she's like, why would Rosalie be jealous of me? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... So, she mentions how, like, enthusiastic Alice was, and he's just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Again, she has her own way of looking at things. Some sort of unspoken, what was yes. Alice's vision? Um, I have to comment on one thing. Um, just before she starts talking about Alice, she's asking about, you know, Esme and Carlisle. Like, what do they think? And Edward says... Esme is happy to see him happy. He, like, she wouldn't care, like, what you looked like. She's been worried about me, afraid that there was something missing from my essential makeup, that I was too young when Carlisle changed me. So, I just want to take a pause here and think about what that assumes. And it assumes <laughs> that the normal is a relationship, a romantic relationship, sexual attraction, all of these things. And so I do know that this was written in 2005, but when I read this today, my first thought was, holy shit, like, this is so, like, aphobic. Like, asexuality yes. is a thing, and it does not mean that you're broken or missing some essential part of your makeup, and uh, having a relationship is the only true way to be happy. Um, yeah, also, like, just, you, first of all, like, who wants to be with a person for that long? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not asexual like maybe you just don't want to get married like or you don't want to have this like lifelong partner I mean, even if like obviously asexuality should be like considered and, and is obviously valid in a thing but again like even with other stuff like maybe you just don't want to be married or be like attached at the hip to someone like it's people yeah. like so some people just like being independent as well or like sleeping around like that's also fine like, yeah there's so many to... ways to like look at this but ultimately it was the assumption that like oh if you don't have like Uh, an intimate sexual romantic relationship with someone then maybe there's something missing in your essential makeup that like you know how come you're not attracted to people how come like you're not interested in anybody else like what's wrong with you and it's like that's like the narrative that you know like asexual aromantic people have had to like fight against to be accepted so I'm just like ugh, this is so bad Yeah, it's just it's just so very casually it's like so, a throwaway line that is extremely It's extremely um, like heteronormative, like monogamy is the only way to be, like whatever. 
Um, yeah, you must fuck one person for 300 <laughs> years. Like, oh God. <laughs> and the thing is, too, like, she didn't even have to write it that way. She could have written it that, like, you know, Esme had been worried about me because, like, everybody else is in a relationship and she was just worried that I was lonely or that I was sad. So she's just happy that I'm happy now. Like, you could have just phrased it that way if, like, worrying for him being lonely, which is valid. Yeah, don't make it, don't make it biological. Yeah. Because that's creepy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, you could like, have easily into... had this same conversation and just not been about missing from his essential makeup and just, I was worried, she was worried that he's been lonely for these last 80 years, which is right. a total valid concern. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's so... my little monologue on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then... Oh, she oh. comments how Carlyle was clearly telling Edward something, like, through his mind reading, because Carlyle was giving, like, Edward, like, a very intense <laughs> stare, and Edward was, like, nodding along. <laughs> so it's like, ah, mind reading. Mm-hmm. I see what was happening here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, basically, Carlyle was leaving it up to Edward over whether or not, you know, he wanted to tell Bella about it or not, and Bella, of course, asks, and it turns out that there are visitors coming. Are we approaching plot? Oh, please. Please. <laughs> um, the visitors being, of course, vampires. Um, so Alice probably saw, had a vision. Um, mm-hmm. And he, they're saying, like, oh, well, you know, vampires coming through, like, their hunting habits, you know, they don't live like us. So it could be disruptive. Like, you know, they're going to be hunting humans. And if they're in the area, like, we don't want anything to happen to you. But at the same time, like, damn, like gonna see just somebody in forks like start dying because yeah. you're just like yeah we know vampires are coming but we're only protecting bella yeah i mean but to be fair this is finally when edward's overly obsessive protective comes in vibes handy. are okay and yeah. they're just like okay yes she could be killed and this is a genuine thing yeah that she could actually be killed by not just she's clumsy mm-hmm. or she gets lost which was of course she did end up getting into trouble there <laughs> yeah but like this is not like I'm just going to watch you just in case of anything. This is, oh, I know something's going to happen and I want you to be around me. That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm and like, okay, she even, this one's a little better. Yeah, and she even shivered. He's like, finally, a rational response of fear, <laughs> which is also true because, like, Edward hasn't given her a real reason to fear him again versus vampires that actually hunt humans actively and don't care about killing humans and they're going to be in your town and you know they're real and they are coming Mm -hmm. yeah spooky and also they clearly don't live by the old vampire rule of you need to be invited to be let inside the house (laughs) so you're not safe in your own house this is not true to sims 4 okay yeah oh my god (laughs) Tragic. If um, we're following only Sims 4 lore, this nothing adds up. <laughs> yeah, so then she is, like, looking around the room, and he's, like, kind of teasing her that there's, you know, there's no coffins, and don't even have any cobwebs, and how <laughs> disappointing that must be, because it's not, like, the stereotype. And she's just being, like, this is a gorgeous house. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think it's that she's... Yeah, she's not, like, like, surprised that it's not vampire-y. She's just, like, wow, like, She's, like, y'all are rich as hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about how much money they can make from stocks. Stonks. Stonks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But also, and also because Daddy Carl is a doctor. Yep. That makes a fair, a good amount of money. Isn't Mm -hmm. he, like, a surgeon, too? I think so. Or something like that. I think that's mentioned. But 
basically he's a doctor he can make a lot of money so Mm -hmm. if that if you're just sitting on that yeah uh so they're going upstairs getting like a tour of the house and she notices a giant cross which is so good Uh, it's it is really funny (laughs) and she's like oh it must be really old um he says like 1630s or so and she's like okay so why do you keep it it belonged to daddy carl's father and she's like, he collected and she goes, he collected antiques, and he's like, no, like he he carved it himself, um, where he preached. So we're getting into some uh, Daddy Carl lore. Okay, so I would like to say that although I was wrong about Edward being this old, mm-hmm. I was sort of close on Carl. Yep. <laughs> we're in the 1600s. I guessed in like the late 1600s. This is the early 1600s. I'm still proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, because you, you would guess Edward at 327. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Car- Carl, I was going to say his, <laughs> his fake name, but we all know his real name is Carl, uh, yes. is 362. Yeah. So That's pr- that's much better. Yeah. I, I was like, yes, that's much more like it, age-wise. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, he's from London. He was the son of an Anglican pastor. Um, his father was an intolerant man. So, you know, some history, like Protestants coming into power. Uh, Carlisle's dad was enthusiastic about persecuting Roman Catholics and other religions. Oh, gotta love the religious wars. Great. (laughs) Um, he also believed strongly in evil and actually led hunts for witches, werewolves, and vampires. Dun, dun, dun. Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so that's kind of It's really annoying that all of the interesting intrigue and plot is just stuff that's told in a story right now. Because, like, this is the, one of the most interesting, or, mm-hmm. like, I love his origin story. It's super cool. Oh, it's fascinating. Um, but I hate that it's just like, and I'm going to read it to you, yeah. and you don't get any real emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, could you please make something happen now? Thank you, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the pastor grew old and placed his son in charge of these raids. Um, Carlyle was a bit more, like, cautious, so he didn't just accuse anybody of being a witch or vampire or something. He actually apparently, like, researched and found a place where, you know, supposed vampires only came out at night um, out of Mm -hmm. the sewers because this is back when they couldn't just, you know, walk around because people people knew that monsters existed in the 1600s they'd apparently. be too shiny yeah they'd be too way too shiny it, it would reflect <laughs> everywhere and people would be like what the hell there's the devil um yes so so they went on a mob chase a good old-fashioned mob chase yep pitchforks torches like in frankenstein it's mm-hmm. the same <laughs> uh so a, a vampire comes out carlisle heard him call out in latin love the hint of latin flavor there uh, old yep. vampires, a Latin. I wish we got more of that. That um, I say, good thing they're cultured. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, he ran through the streets. And Carlyle, who was 23 and very fast, led the pursuit. Yep. So he's only 23. Yeah. He's. That's so weird. I. Didn't, like, this, I wait, hold on. This makes it all worse. <laughs> yes. I wrote in all caps here, wait, what the fuck? Carlisle is fucking 23? I forgot. Oh my fucking God. How come I didn't remember this? This is so bad. This is ridiculous. How can he look like their father? when? Okay, 27 was hard enough. We were talking about Mm -hmm. him being in his late 20s. Mm -hmm. 
and how could he adopt a child? Yeah, because he'd was have eight to be... when he was eighteen. Yep. But uh, but now he's adopting a child when they're eight, and he's like thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like it, he's 23, Edward's 17. They're six years apart. <laughs> so basically he's saying a 16-year-old could have plausibly adopted a 10-year-old. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, too, like, obviously, like, based on Charlie suspecting him to be, like, late 20s, early 30s, like, they obviously must have forged, like, identities that say, like, you know, like, they're this age or whatever. Right. Carl puts on a lot of age makeup, like theater, yeah. like age makeup every day. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I have a thing that solves it all. I just thought of it now. Um, okay. He, like, I'm excited. They, they must have fake IDs because obviously as they get older, they need to redo them. So it's not like, what the right. hell? You're 60? You look like you're 25. <laughs> um, so they have to get fake IDs. His fake ID probably says something rational, like he's 40. Um, but because of how young he looks, everybody, and, and the fact that he's a dad, people with their brains trying to comprehend how this all makes sense go, well, he just must look really good for his age, and he's probably about 30. Right. So, That's true. Because nobody knows that he's 23. Like, the Cullens all know he's 23, but nobody else does. Like, Yeah, there's always those people who just, like, don't age and yeah. they're gorgeous. So, like, he probably has it down that he's 40. And then people look at him and go, oh, my God, like, he must be about, about 30. But in reality, he's 23. But his birth certificate and fake uh, ID all are say, like, he's, like, I don't know, 37 or something. Yeah. And also, I mean, maybe, like, you know how they get the circles under their eyes sometimes? Maybe that makes oh, him yeah, look older. Oh, yeah, that'll make him look older. Yeah. That, yeah. This is, we can salvage this. <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. It's just wild to me that, like, because even though, like, yes, we can understand how, like, society looks on them and just says, wow, he looks really good for his age. Um, like, he's definitely young, but, like, you know, whatever. Like, we can accept that. But the fact mm-hmm. is, he's still considered, like, the dad of the household when, like, his children are five to six years younger than him. Right. They're siblings. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so weird to be like, this is my father, Carlisle. And it's like, you're literally, like, so close in age, you could be siblings. Yeah, but at the same time, like... For for them, age is like true. He's also so different. He's also three hundred and sixty two, and they're like fifty, you know, ninety, whatever. Yeah. So that is like he can still be. That's true. He's got like, the the daddy wisdom. Yeah, he's got he's got the wisdom, the experience, the the years behind him. So like, I guess yeah, that does make sense. Still twenty three. But it's still confusing. It's, it's still, still confusing within everything. It's still wildly confusing and concerning. I don't know. I can't look at twenty three. Like I don't know how I didn't like latch onto this. Like when I read it, <laughs> I guess because I read it when I was fourteen. So I'm just like, ooh, like he's in his twenties. Cool. But yeah. I'm like, I'm twenty seven, and I'm like, he is younger than me. <laughs> yeah. What? <that's> ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, he's been around for... almost adult children. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's been around for a few hundred years, so I guess we'll accept that. It's still wild, though. I'm still, it's still crazy. Yeah, so he gets bitten by the vampire Mm -hmm. because, yeah, he, he, the vampire was running away, but Carlisle thinks he was too hungry, so he turned and attacked... Um, and he killed two men mm-hmm. and took a third one, but left Carlisle, like, 
slightly alive. So he clearly turned him. Yep. Obviously. Origin story. Mm-hmm. So Carl crawled away <laughs> and hid in rotting potatoes for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel it's, it, that sucks. Like, that, that in reality sucks. Like, because yeah. that's terrible. And he's in this dark cellar. And clearly the transition is really painful. Yep. Um, and he didn't have anyone around him to help. Mm-hmm. But, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was a, he was a rotten potato vampire. Yeah. just What an if, origin story. If you want your vampires to come out non-human biting, you gotta... Uh, bury them in potatoes. S- bury them in potatoes. That's the, the years old trick. <laughs> Um, so, uh, chapter 16 is simply titled Carlisle. Uh, Steph, I think you've got a spelling mistake here. It should say Carl. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, you forgot daddy also? Come on. Yeah, what's going on here? The, the titles were bad before, but now this is just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bella has a lot of questions and Edward's like, okay, like I'll show you. So they go into, uh, daddy Carl's office and, uh, he's already in there and, um, he's like, oh, what can I do for you? And Edward's just like, I'm going to talk about your history. Um, but I, before we do that, we have to talk about how much I love the dark academia happening oh, right now. Oh, yeah. Cause she <laughs> because she says she imagines it looked how a, a college dean's office would look. Except that Carl was too young to fit the part. It's just like, yes, hot young college dean. Yeah. Probably wearing a turtleneck. Let's go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And the walls were, okay, I have a problem with the walls being wood. Like, I think that's disgusting. Mm. But it, uh, mm, we can look over it. It's fine. I just need everyone to know that I hate that. But, like, it's darker and, like, the wall space is taken up by a bunch of bookshelves that have so many books. And he's in this, behind this huge mahogany desk in a leather chair. And he's, like, reading this giant old book and it's just, like, Yes, this is everything I've ever wanted. You have an aesthetic, and this is it. Yes, I would like this immediately. Thank you. Um, yeah, so so Bell asked what happened um, after he realized, you know, what he had become. Because this is him waking up in a world where he, A, knows vampires exist, B, he knows he's become one. So this isn't like a case of like, oh my God, what just happened to me? He's like, I know exactly what I am. Um, and so he rebelled against it. He tried to destroy himself. Yeah, because, I mean, this is, he not only woke up in a world where they existed and he was one, but where they were hunted down and persecuted, where he had hunted down and persecuted them. Yeah. And his family had. Well, from a and that's, like, religious his whole life. Yeah, from like a religious standpoint too, where like fundamentally, like his faith, like the way he was brought up is like these are creatures and things of evil. And he has yes. become one. Um, yeah, not to relate to like Harry Potter too much and also not to relate to like this terrible thing, but it's like that thing in Fantastic Beasts where that town or that one like child home, they're like Let's burn all these witches. We hate them. Yeah. And then he's a wizard. I don't know. I forgot the plot, but it's sort of like that, right? <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And he, oh, like, yeah, because they're pre- handing out, like, all the flyers of, like, it. they're handing out all the flyers of, like, you know, these evil things. The witches are among us. Blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, has to live in that and being, like, but I'm a wizard. 
And that's why he becomes an obscurus because he was suppressing it so much because he hated it so much. And this is like yeah. sort of similar to Carl's situation. Anyway, <laughs> it's just always got to, you know, bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Um, but then it gets really dark. Yeah, no, he, which he sucks. Edward <laughs> describes terrible. all the ways that he tried to kill himself. He jumped from great heights. He tried to drown himself in the ocean, um, but he was young and very strong. And even though he, and he was able to resist feeding and trying to starve himself, um, and then Bella's like, is, is that possible? Can you, can you starve yourself to death? And Edward's like, no, there are very few ways that we can be killed. Steak to the chest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Carl got, Isn't that, is that vampires? That is vampires. Yep. That is okay. absolutely classic. I would say, you know, Buffy lore, for example, Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer, good old steak to the heart um, okay good i haven't seen buffy that's so. a shame new podcast i know <laughs> <laughs> i've watched buffy so many times it's perfect we have this whole thing lined up again um, incredible okay so yeah carl grew hungry and weak and he stayed away from the humans until eventually a herd of deer passed and he was so overcome by hunger that he just attacked without thought and immediately realized that after he presumably drained a deer or two, I don't know, that his strength mm-hmm. returned. So he didn't need to hunt humans in order to still remain alive. And he, you know, rationalized what he, he'd eaten venison before. Like, so what? He, he just ate a deer. People eat meat. He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so he developed a whole new philosophy and uh, swam to France. <laughs> Which is so funny. I love. He swam to France. Like, but I also thought that when he said that. People swim the channel all the time. Uh, but yeah, it still sounds it, so crazy in that context. Like, well, I just you know left my former life and swam to France. The dream. So yeah, he he studies basically by night. He studies you know, um, what does he say? Studying like art and science and philosophy, all the stuff he realized he had the freedom to pursue. Oh, we also right. learned this tidbit. Vampires don't have to breathe. What, uh, wild. <laughs> it's so weird. And he's like, well, it's just a habit to breathe. And she's like, how long can you go? And he's like, indefinitely, probably. But it's like a bit uncomfortable because you can't smell anything. <laughs> it's like such a casual conversation about being unable to breathe or like not needing to breathe. It makes sense because like their hearts don't beat. And yeah, like... Why would you breathing if you don't even have a circulatory system to circulate oxygen that you also don't need? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a super wild thought. It is very weird. But it's also cool. Um, and then they have another moment of Edward sort of being worried that she's going to... He's going to say something and she's going to find it too weird or different. She's going to run away and she again promises that she's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of more of this continued stuff we've talked about a lot, so I don't really want to go into yeah. it too much. But it's again that same thing of yeah, him being like, "I want to be with you, but I want you to be safe." And she's like, "I'm not going anywhere, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah. So Carla starts studying uh, at university, music, science, medicine, and he found his calling in saving human lives by becoming a doctor. Um, he spent <laughs> so two centuries of effort to perfect his self-control so now he's basically immune to the scent of human blood yeah wow that's wild that's pretty that's dedication yeah 
That's crazy. That, that sucks, too, though, because imagine how much self-hate is in that. Mm-hmm. Like, he must have just been hating himself for two centuries, just being like, you're terrible, and then, I mean, now he's fine now, but, like, that must have been an agonizing existence, especially because he was also alone the whole time. Yeah, for sure. And so then he goes to Italy, where he discovers other vampires, and these are, this like, is so funny civilized. <laughs> Yeah, because he's this just weird, like, nationalist vampire hierarchy thing <laughs> happening. Which is like, uh, and the the nice artsy vampires in Italy were much more civilized and educated. It's because, you know, Italy, it's the height yeah. of culture. And he calls the, like, the ones in London, like, the sewer dwellers. Of the London sewers. It's like, jeez, leave them alone. They're Let trying. people be sewer people, okay? Uh, um, yeah, so Carlo only stayed with the Italian vampires for a little while because they kept trying to argue that he should just give in to the natural order, like, eat humans, and he kept trying to convince them that, like, you don't have to, you can go against your nature and not kill people. So eventually he left. Um, right. And he traveled to the New World, which is funny, I guess, to think of it that way. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yes, back, back, at, back in time. And he was hoping that he could find companionship at some point. Um, he was practicing medicine, and that's where we catch up, and the influenza epidemic hit, and he saw an opportunity to try and create a companion, which is how we get Edward. Yes. And so Edward was the first one mm-hmm. that he changed. Okay. I, I don't know if I, we talked about that before, but I forgot. <laughs> and then, so we went him and then Esme, and then on to the kids. Yeah. Okay. And then Rosalie. And then Emmett. Yeah. Yes. And then they found Alice and Jasper. Cool. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Bella asked Edward, so, like, does that mean that you've been with Carlyle ever since then? And he's like, well, I had a rebellious adolescence. (laughs) So a decade after he was uh, created, he got mad that uh, Daddy Carl wouldn't let him eat people. (laughs) So he went on his own and admits that he hunted murderers. Because he can, <laughs> he, he can read minds. He can read minds, so he can, like, determine if, like, someone's, like, a nasty fucking rapist and murderer and kill them instead of, like, perfectly innocent people. I think this is fine. I think it is, well, too. Well, no, I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't believe in the death penalty, but, like, for the sake of a vampire... Oh, yeah, I love on this. humans, this is definitely the most convenient, like, of... and. I think the best you can do if you are eating people, which is still bad, but you know. <laughs> I just love this, like, backstory for him of, like, being, like, this, like, Avenger in the night, you know? Mm-hmm. Which kind of fits yeah, with, like... very superhero-y. With back to, like, even Bella's picturing, like, Allie at night, the frightened girl, like, which was her back when they had, they had that whole, like, thing in um, Port Angeles, and Edward mm-hmm. was so pissed off and trying to stop himself from going back and murdering those guys. Like those are those those are those instincts that he had from his his killing days. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. Huh. So well, they go to Edward's uh, room. Luckily, that ended though. <laughs> yeah. So they go to Edward's room, uh, and she's like looking through her music, and he's like, "Oh, you know, they're organized by year, and then personal preference within the time frame because he's an artiste musician." I know. Uh, it's so weirdly specific. What if the, his preferences change when he has to move everything on his shelves? He's got a lot, of time. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a he is a vampire after all. <laughs> uh, and then he says that it's weird um, 
the way that she just kind of like accepts everything and just moves on he's like you know he's prepared to feel relieved but he feels more than that for her knowing everything he feels happy about it he's happy to share with her and i'm like this is healthy relationship stuff sharing with your partner telling the truth not gaslighting them yay <laughs> he we has learned <laughs> they're trying sometimes yeah and then she makes a joke about how she doesn't find him scary and he does oh, like and then the playful it's not cool anymore <laughs> he does like the playful like he jumps at her and like you know traps her in his arms on the couch and they're frolicking um, i don't find this as fun no i don't i no cuz like i guess you can like this is fun when like your boyfriend like picks you up and like throws you on the bed and it's like ha ha like Neh. but like when he is a vampire and has superhuman strength that's kind of spooky. I guess. I think I'd be scared. <laughs> well, she's not. <laughs> yeah, clearly. She's like, oh, so spooky. Uh, oh, well. Hmm. Yeah, so then uh, we've got um, Alice comes back and she's like, it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch. We came to see if you would share. Great vampire joke. <laughs> Alice is so, oh, so Alice. Oh, goodness, yeah. And then I got so excited <laughs> because, so we're approaching the end of this chapter, and Alice, or no, Jasper mentions that Alice said there's going to be a storm tonight, and Emmett wants to play ball, and I was immediately like, <gasps> it's all the baseball scene! <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. I was really worried that it, like, wouldn't be in the first book for whatever reason, because, mm. like, I don't know yeah, like about, just, it, like, about it. Yeah, like, you just, like, had it in your head, and you're, it's like, oh, it turns out it wasn't even in Twilight. It was in Eclipse. I don't know. Yeah. No? I it's... don't know the other book titles, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anything. Um, oh, one of them's Breaking Dawn, because there were two parts. Yep. In the movies. <laughs> um... And then there's, like, total eclipse of the sun, right? What? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's a joke. No. <laughs> um, so then the, Alice says that Edward should bring Bella because Edward's, like, eyes light up because he's clearly excited about it. Yeah. He's like, oh, but but can, can my girlfriend come? <laughs> <laughs> and then Alice's like, no, you should bring her. And... It's... Bella's like, I, I guess. And she's like, so what are we playing? And Edward's like, you're going to be watching. We're playing baseball. She... Which is really funny because it's like the two sides of it's vampire baseball. So clearly it's going to be different and just like wild. But also, Bella wouldn't want to play baseball. No. We know Bella hates sports. Yeah. So I don't even know why she says that she will be playing. But maybe, maybe she says it so... Like aggressively, she like demands it. Yeah, that's because she's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, like, like hang on, what are we playing? Uh, because... But I love when she's like, Will I need an umbrella? Yeah, <laughs> it's so uh, cute. I was like, Nope, she doesn't need one. Like the storm's gonna hit over town. It'll be dry where we're going. So you know, mm-hmm. Alice, the weather person, love that too. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna see if Daddy Carl wants to come, and Jasper teases like you don't already know the answer. <laughs> this okay. I just realized something is that Carl was like, I gotta go to work. Yeah. And now they're gonna go ask him, but maybe I guess if they're playing tonight, then it should be fine. 
Yeah, the storm is coming Whatever. tonight, so we assume that uh, his shift will be done at the hospital. Yeah. And then you get this wonderful, like, button of an ending where she, she goes, I rolled my eyes. Vampires like baseball? It's the American pastime, he said with mock solemnity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it's, vampires like baseball. It's American, like, it's America's favorite sport, duh. Okay, so that was pretty much the end of these chapters. The yep. next chapter title is The Game, so it's happening. It's happening. It's I'm so excited. I am too. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, uh, thanks guys for listening. Yeah, and it's fun. We'll see you the next one. Bye! (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten.